and welcome to Sounds Heal Podcast. I am your host, Natalie Brown, and we are going to continue to look into the field of sound healing and using sound therapeutically for health and wellness. I want to thank everyone for their feedback and sharing your inspirations after listening to the previous podcast with Anne Dyer as we discussed sound yoga. Today's guest is David Gibson. David is the founder and director of the Globe Institute in San Francisco, California. With both a focus on sound healing and audio recording and production, he is the author of the number one selling book in the field of audio recording, The Art of Mixing, as well as the author of the number one selling book in the field of sound healing, The Complete Guide to Sound Healing. He also has many, many CDs and compositions. When I was first getting into sound healing, because of my own academic and music education background, I was drawn to look into what David and the Institute was up to. Because he set up the nonprofit Sound Healing Research Foundation, really with an understanding that sound healing is experiential, but in order to bring sound healing into the mainstream, doing research, having data is of importance. And we'll get into the kind of things that the Research Foundation is looking into during this podcast. Also of great interest to me is the Institute's work on developing a curriculum, bringing sound healing into elementary and high schools. I've met David twice, once at a Mount Shasta retreat and once at the Institute. I got a chance to speak with him about this work at Montessori schools and also got a tour of the Institute to take a look at and experience some really cool and fun technologies. If you go to the website of the Institute, whether on the audio recording side or the sound healing side of it, you will see that so much is going on there. This is a vibrant and thriving hub of activity. So I want to talk with David not only about his own personal sound journey, but the development of the Globe Institute and its current projects. So David, welcome to the podcast. Hi, pleasure to be here. Well, thank you. I think, you know, I would love to chat about your own personal journey, your sound journey and background. I know it involves physics, the recording, engineering side. Um, so if you could just tell us a little bit about your own sound story and, and what sparked all of this for you through your life and then getting into the sound healing field. Cool. Yeah, I started out playing clarinet in high school, and then I took up bass clarinet, and then when I got out of school, um, I took up guitar. And then I was uh, got into audio recording in college, and um, actually I was going to be a physics major at first. So I went to UC Berkeley, and I took all the classes in sound uh, uh, physics of sound, and then... Um, Ended up um, getting into audio recording and studying it, and then became a recording engineer. A friend of mine bought a recording studio back in Atlanta, where I'm originally from. from. So I went back and ran that. Within six months, James Brown's band booked the room, the studio. So I got to meet James. He gave me a hug Mm -hmm. and said, bless you, child. So I've been blessed by the godfather of soul. Mm. (laughs) But Atlanta was surrounded by Georgia in the south, so (laughs) I made my way out to California, and I got a job in a major recording studio. And then after quite a few years, I worked with a lot of major groups. I actually um, uh, opened up my own school of recording and got really big. We had about um, 200 students a semester. And then um, I started seeing the magic that was coming across from different musicians when I would be, be doing recording sessions. And I thought, how can I reproduce this at will? And so I, I found out that uh, San Francisco area is like the center of sound healing. So I've hired a lot of instructors, including um, um, 
uh, Stephen Halpern to actually start teaching the kind of aesthetic side, the the, the healing side of, of audio recording. And then about 15 years ago, I added on the whole certificate and degree program in sound healing. And now that's really captured my interest, although we do, do still have um, recording classes, and I just came out with the new versions of my book, The Art of Mixing and The Art of Producing. So then what I did, what was really interesting is uh, when I was teaching recording, somebody said, well, Dave, we know which way, um, we know what all the equipment does, but which way do you turn the knobs when, um, you know, when you're mixing to make it sound good? And I thought I should be able to explain that. So I came up with this whole visual system to explain how uh, uh, different structures of mixes, um, all the different structures of mixes in recording. And so I used spheres or bubbles to show each sound between the speakers, and I wrote the book. That's the book of the art of the art of mixing, and then now it's in all the colleges. But then I realized that you could actually use that visual system for healing. So I came up with a whole virtual reality system, and where you can put on a, a virtual reality helmet, you can look down, you can see a graphic of inside of your body, and you can take sacred geometry structures and put them like in your heart and it will move the sound up and down on a sound table that we make, which has speakers in a table or a chair, so that you feel the sound vibrating in your heart right where you're seeing it visually in 3D in sacred, uh, with the sacred geometry. And so you could have sounds and visuals throughout the whole body. And then I thought if I was going to be putting sounds and visuals inside the body, I'd better really study the field because I don't want to explode any organs. Right? <laughs> So then we, um, so we're still working on that. We're just now getting funding for the virtual reality system. And um, so that's kind of how it all came to be. And now, oh my God, it's just taken off because what's happened is, you know, there's really two areas of sound healing. There's, there's people that do sound baths or just play different instruments on, for treatments and get people in the zone. And that's really, really cool. I and mean, there can be spontaneous healings from people just getting relaxed, you know, and going to a place of stillness and peace. But then now what's happening is it's getting more medical. And before, I used to be scared of getting too much into the medical field, especially around cancer or, or specific areas uh, that are, you know, you got to watch out, watch out because of the pharmaceutical companies. But now what's happening is the hospitals are leading it. So we've got, we've got many doctors that have taken our certificate and associate degree program now. And we have like the head of the integrated therapy department at Kaiser Hospital has taken the program. And they're now referring patients to us for pain management and, and anxiety. And um, once uh, right after... Um, there was actually an article that went out a few years ago that said that Dave Gibson's like working on cancer with, with sound. And I got really scared, actually, because I didn't want you know, anybody to really, you know, I didn't want that out there. I thought the FDA is going to show up at my door. And then right after that, this woman that's working at Kaiser calls me up and says that, that Kaiser wants to work with sound on cancer and wants to do research with, with me. So it's really cool how it's, it's really transitioning now more into medical. And doctors are seeing that, you know, it's really, it really works. And there's a lot more to it than just woo-woo fun. Mm -hmm. Can you explain a bit more about the audio recording side of things at the Institute and how the sound healing and recording merge? Maybe not just necessarily with the the visuals and the virtual reality, but how do you teach audio recording specifically from a health and wellness perspective? How does that work? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different aspects about it. Um, some of the basic components are um, intention. There's a lot of people that don't hold a specific intention when they're doing recording, and when you do, not only does it change the way you play, 
but it also gets embedded in the music and carried through to the listener. But there's also very specific things that we do with brainwave entrainment, where we can entrain the brain into different brainwave states of delta, theta, alpha, and beta with very specific rhythms where you have two frequencies, one in each ear, and it creates a, a difference frequency that actually entrains the brain into these brainwave states for delta, for sleep, for alpha, for, for presence, and theta to be in the zone, and beta to help get rid of ADD. So that's really helpful. But another thing that we do, that I do in my music and I teach in my classes, is if I set an intention like universal love, what I do is I'll meditate on that intention and then I will notice my breath while I'm in the zone. And I'll set the tempo of the recording program to the tempo of my breath. And then I'll have everything synchronized to that breath so I can completely stay in that actual energy throughout the whole song and hold it with 100% focus. And I make sure that anybody that plays on it, we actually do a meditation and get into the zone so they can also be in that energy as well. I mean, we also work with chakras, you know, uh, based on a, uh, uh, we teach like equalization and frequencies for recording based on chakras and how that we, how they work with chakras as well as another way of, 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 of working with it. Basically what we're doing is showing how you can use all the different parameters of sound, which are volume, frequency, and time to affect you physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. And what's going on? Because there's people that do recording that don't, have a clue what they've done. They might have unbelievable recordings that affect you in a really deep way, but they don't really know what's going on. So we're really getting at least closer to exactly what's how you know all the different parameters of sound and music and 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 such affect you um, at all these different levels. What do you think? your early understanding of sound healing was, you know, coming from a physics background, recording mm-hmm. engineering background, what was your initial understanding and how has that evolved just with all this experience and all these these different things that you've been doing? If you if somebody was to ask you back then what sound healing compared to now, what would be the difference in your answer? Well, it's much more precise. I've got some really clear theories of how it works now really clear theories that I feel really strongly about. And back then, it was just like, oh my God, it's, it's, <clears throat> it's mellow, you know, and I know about brainwave entrainment, and it's just kind of getting you in the zone. But now I know that the basis of all sound healing is stable, consistent vibrations versus chaotic vibrations. The chaotic vibrations are like, Fear, ah! anxiety, ah! anger, ah! Uh, uh, stress, ah! pain, ah! versus all of the consistent vibrations of gratitude. natural resonant frequency, it 
goes back to its healthy state. And this is proven in quite a few research projects, including some of the research projects that Lynn McTaggart talks about in her books. And so this is the, the basis. But then it gets even a little more complex from there. And it's really not only... <laughs> it's interesting. I live on the ocean. I just looked out, and there's a whale. Oh, right out wow. There right now. Wow. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Whoa!" laughs> nice consistent vibration. Mm. So it's also, at other, uh, a couple of other levels, is the relationship between the frequencies. And that would be like the harmony or the musical interval, Right where you've got a, a harmonious musical interval in the body between the two parts of the body. But the ultimate is the flow. Let me put it this way. In the body, I think of the cells as frequencies. Those are the most basic frequencies in the body. You add up a bunch of cells and you get a timbre, which is simply a bunch of frequencies, and that is any instrument sound, any vowel sound. And so the organs are like a bunch of frequencies. They're like timbres. But then the next level is the relationship between the organs, that you've got a really good um, music. Uh, that, let me put it this way. The heart has a specific frequency, but maybe the frequency of the heart in my heart is different from yours. Maybe all the frequencies are different from person to person. That's why people haven't really figured it out yet, I think. But, but I bet the relationship between my heart and my liver will be a very specific musical interval relationship that will be the same between you and I. But then there's the fourth level. So we've got frequencies, we've got timbres, we've got musical intervals, then musical flow. And that's the whole deal. Really, when you get into it, it's not just stable frequencies. The frequencies... When they're stable, they receive and transmit flow. The flow is like it's like if you don't have good flow in a meridian, you know you you poke it, you poke the frequency of a, a acupuncture point with a, a needle frequency basically, and so it will trigger that flow. So it will receive and transmit the flow. If you don't have good flow through your your nervous system, you'll be shaky. If you don't have good flow through your circulatory system, you could have a heart attack. If you don't have good flow through your digestive system, you know, there's all types of problems happen. So when you get down to it, all sound healing is about, about either breaking up the blockages, which you can do intensely. Actually, you can do it two ways. One is you can get really powerful, like, ah, you know, really scream and move that energy, right? Or... You can use destructive resonance, where you find the resonant frequency of what the blockage is, you turn the volume up, and, and you explode it. And that's exactly what they do with, with uh, kidney stones. Mm-hmm. They find the resonant frequency with ultrasound, turn it up, and explode them. Right? And that's what Anthony Holland has shown in his TED Talk video on YouTube, where he shows four different types of cancer being exploded with frequencies. He's actually got live video of the cells exploding. And so, so that's the first part of creating the flow is to either break it up. The second way is to, what I was talking about before, to harmonize the parts into harmony so they will receive and transmit flow. So you get the cells and the organs and all the parts humming at their natural frequency, so they'll, you know, they'll flow. They'll, they'll be flowed through them. Um, now, another way you can uh, work with sound is to balance all the frequencies in the body. There's research by Alfred Tomatis that says that every frequency is a nutrient, and you need all the frequencies to be completely healthy. So... Um, with voice analysis that we do, we have a voice analysis program, we even sell it, is it actually shows you, when you talk in the mic, what frequencies are missing in your system. And then you play a CD in that note and get it back into the body. 
So it's very much like vitamin therapy, where you actually have a, a, a missing vitamin, you just take it to balance out all the frequency vitamins in your body, and then the energy flows again. Really, the, the main, the, the big way, though, to get flow is to resonate energies of flow. And that would be gratitude, compassion, love, joy, the frequency of your soul, or the frequency of source. I don't think there's anything more flowing than source energy. It's so flowing that it feels like a state of stillness and presence. That's what's interesting. The, the, the main thing I've learned is peace is a frequency flowing consistently. Peace is a frequency humming consistently, which would be the vowels, which would be the crystal bowls, the Tibetan bowls, the tuning forks, right? Or the ultimate source. Universal love's not bad either. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's really all these different levels. So when you start looking at the way things work in the body, most people are either looking at, oh, what what frequency do we need for that uh, part of the body or that disease, right? Well, maybe it's a bunch of frequencies. Or maybe it's a flow of frequencies with a certain rhythm and a certain melody. Right? I mean, ultimately, what we're looking for, to get a little out there, is your soul song. What is the song of your soul? At least what is the frequency of your soul? I've really come to believe that the frequency of your soul is the note or frequency where you're at peace. In fact, I think that your heart rhythm and your brain waves are tuned to the frequency of your soul. Of course, you can never prove this one, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, soul doesn't exist in science. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I think your soul is a profoundly beautiful, still vibration that never wobbles. I don't believe that your soul needs healing. I think your soul is perfect. Your physical, mental, emotional, and bodies might need it, right? And your soul's just sitting there going, what are you doing now to bring us away from source? Right? So when, when you tune into your soul energy, you get this profound stillness. And you see all. But then there's, you know, when you think of source, I think of source as all frequencies. I mean, people that are one with the universe say, oh yeah, I was everything. I was everything. That's all frequencies in the universe. And that's really cool in that when you are one with everything or when you tune into more than one thing at a time, you go into a state of, a brainwave state of theta which is a rhythm between four and eight cycles per second around whoa, 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 whoa. Everybody's theta is a little bit different. So what that means is also whenever you tune into more than one thing at a time, not only does your brain go into theta, but also your whole brain starts working together. We're commonly tuned into one thing at a time. And we even do multitasking where we jump back and forth between multiple things, right? And that's more the prefrontal cortex. Joe Dispenza talks about this. When you tune into multiple things, it takes you out of that prefrontal cortex into the whole brain where you are tuned in and you go into theta. And this can happen from sparkles on the water. It can happen from uh, listening to all the sounds in a mix of music so you hear it all at once, or all of the harmonics in a crystal bowl, or all of the sounds of a bunch of crystal bowls or Tibetan bowls. So when you have many things going on, then 
you go into that zone, which is just another step, and you're connected to all of source. Because now you've 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 dropped into theta, and now you've you've gotten out of the prefrontal cortex. So there's a large part of it is simply tuning into multiple things at once. This is why the gong is so effective. I mean, the gong is like, oh my God, thousands of different chaotic frequencies, actually. It's chaotic. So it's really good for breaking up energy. But there's so much going on, that there's no way you can focus on any one frequency. So your brain totally goes into theta. And often healing happens when that when you go there. At least you get out of your problems or you're totally in the prefrontal cortex. Mm -hmm. And that's what people need the most. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting. I've been thinking about it a lot. It's not about focusing on the positive instead of the negative. It's more about focusing on both at the same time. I mean, if you think of, like, all the problems you have, you know, it might be a few to like 20, right? But if you think of all the things you can be grateful for, there's a hundred. I mean, it's easy to come up with at least 30 or 40. But it's, if you go for it, you can come up with a hundred. And if you, when you've got a problem, instead of focusing on, on just the positive and not focusing on it, just focus on the whole universe, which is, all your problems, and all the gratitude. And when you do that, you go into whole brain synchronization because you're now tuned into multiple things at once, and it's a very peaceful state. And you're totally not denying any part of your being. Right? You're present with all of it at once. I think that's the ultimate state. When And in that state... When you're one with the universe, with tuned into all, it's like all is known. It's like the shaman that sees the frequencies or song of the plant and sings it, and you get the medicine from that plant. Or the Tibetan Lama who sees all lifetimes at once. Right? It's like then there's no more school needed. And that's where I think we're all headed. So I think that's the ultimate, is to get to a place where you're tuned into all frequencies at once. From that place, any one frequency is boring. In fact, it'll bring you down. <laughs> Don't play a ball. I'm tuned into everything. So that's, like I think, the highest perspective. But really, on a lower perspective, it's really just about getting to peace as much as possible, right? more you go to peace, the better. Because when you're in, at peace, which really, and it's so simple, it's a consistent tone, but especially a consistent tone that fades out slowly, like a crystal bowl fades at the end. When the crystal ball completely fades out, there's this incredible, incredible peace. And when there's peace like that, you're still hearing the frequency in your head, so it's still a frequency humming consistently. In that space, your immune system flourishes. Every organ goes into alignment and starts healing. It's also a place of magnificent creativity. And it's the portal to other dimensions and a place where you're one with the universe. So the peace and stillness is really a big deal. You can also move energy with sound. Like gongs move it even more, but really the best part of sound is when it ends. The silence. Well, you mentioned a little bit about the mapping of the frequency body uh, as you were talking. I know that's one of the things that the Sound Healing Research Foundation is looking at. 
if if you could maybe just even highlight some of the research projects that okay. the the research foundation is doing. I know it's really yeah. wide ranging, but any uh, any significant findings as well. Mm-hmm. Well, we we started out a long time ago doing research with Parkinson's patients. So we we researched a dozen Parkinson's patients, and we're able to go uh, have their tremors go from eight, or all symptoms go from eight down to an average of two. And that that was by putting them on the sound lounge. Um, and then I came up with the Gene Gene Ohm project. That's Gene G E N E O M dot com, and that is mapping the frequency body. So, so the whole deal, and I see it as a new way of doing medicine, is to find the resonant frequency of health for every single part of the body. I mean, we're talking every cell, every organ, every uh, material in the body, every fluid in the body, everything, so that we can resonate it into its healthy state, right? So that's the basis of it. But as I mentioned before, um, it's, uh, those frequencies might be different from person to person. There's a lot of them that I bet were going to be the same, but I bet you most of them are different. So we're going to be also looking for the musical interval relationships between the parts of the body. I think that's going to be more stable. This research project's an open resource, resource project so that, that anybody can submit information as long as they tell us how they did the research. Even we'll even take information from psychics and see if it, it lines up. You know? But really what we're looking for more than anything is clinical research, repeatable research, so we can actually pin it down. Because, you know, in our classes we hand out 10,000 frequencies for every disease, every organ you can imagine, and nobody, nobody agrees with anybody as to what does what. And that could very likely be because it's different from person to person, Right. So, so I really want to get this pinned down. Or, and even if we're working with frequencies, if it's different, have a way where we can really very quickly define what the frequency is for that part of the body and just send a healing frequency to it. And the cool thing about this is it affects no other part of the body. There are no side effects when you use frequencies on parts of the body because only that part of the body that resonates at that frequency is going to resonate. And the other parts don't even take it in. So uh, that's the genome project. We're also working on pain management. As I mentioned, Kaiser is sending uh, patients to us for, for, uh, for pain. We've got like uh, this base pod, which is like a little subwoofer you hold in your hand, about a four-by-four four cube. And, you, and we've got frequencies that are really well-researched. Uh, and you put this on the body. You can even use headphones, but the bass pod's even more powerful. And it's, it's like profound how effective it is for getting rid of pain. We also have a belt with speakers on it that you can actually just strap on the body. And we now have a vest. Oh, my God. It's like intense, like 18 speakers on the, on the body, nine on the front and nine on the back. If you got any pain, it won't have a chance, right? But it wouldn't refine this. I mean, we should know what frequencies are good for, for all different types of pain, right? I mean, whether it's systemic or localized. I mean, there's no research to, to really pin it down, whether it's a frequency or, or a timbre or a musical interval or a musical flow. We should know this. I mean, this is huge because then we can totally, totally bypass all opioids, right? Just completely get rid of every opioid. It's, it's, it's incredible. It's just so important. We're also working on sleep. We, if we, if you, uh, we have a way where we can find your note in Delta. Delta is when you're asleep, in deep sleep. And then we can create a CD that actually um, plays um, uh, that note of Delta in, as a binaural beat, which is like, whoa, 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 whoa. But it's tuned to you, so it's really effective. But there's a lot of different sleep maladies, so we want to really research and pin that down. Uh, the really cool thing we're doing is around PTSD. Oh, my God. There's a guy in, in Colorado named Ed Rupert who is the... Um, if any 
first responders have any a problem, they call Ed. He's he's got contracts with seventy five percent of the fire stations and police stations wow. in Colorado, which mm. is like no other state has this at all. And what he does is immediately puts him on the sound line. Uh, a first responder having a crisis normally means they're about to commit suicide. And within 20 minutes on our sound lounge, they're in tears. He saved over 150 lives in the last year. And we have another guy working with the, the veterans in the VA in Sacramento. He's gotten, he's had like 100% success with getting uh, the vets over the PTSD. He's doing a few other modalities, but he's using the, the sound lounge as well. That's really huge. <clears throat> then we've got the uh, ADD. Well, I'll come back to that one. We're also working on um, autism. We're working with a center in, in the Bay Area here that has 200 autistic adults, and we come up with a whole range of treatments. The cool thing about our treatments is in our degree program, every semester, our students have to come up with treatment plans for all different types of issues. And so over the last 10 years, we've got really detailed treatment plans for everything that we're talking about here, including dementia. We're working with an elderly center just north of here, and, and we've come up with very detailed plans for dementia at all different stages. Same with autism. It's like uh, we have plans for for autism that, that is very high on the spectrum or very low. Um, we're also working with um, uh, uh, ADD. Uh, after you find your note, the main way we play them, you can actually use EEG, but we also just do it intuitively by playing each of the 12 notes on the sound table. And then we find your note, and then we tune beta binaural beats which is beta is when you're thinking. Most of the main type of ADD is where you can't go fast enough uh, into beta because beta is a very fast rhythm. It's like your brain actually goes that fast when you're, when you're thinking. And so they give people speed to speed them up, right, so they can go that fast. Well, you can just play that rhythm through the headphones with two frequencies and tune it to the person. That's really key tune it to the person, and, and it will overcome the ADD within, within a very short time. It's really it's the only time I ever talk about a cure because it actually reprograms the, you know, the neural pathways in the brain. Um, but there's six different types of ADD, so our research we want to pin down like how, what to do on all the different types of ADD. That's the main type. And so um, there's... Those are the main projects. There's probably a few others that I forgot, but those are really the most important that we're going to be researching. It looks uh, We're about to get funding that looks really good so we can really start working. And then we also are starting to develop really good relationships with hospitals. And uh, also what's cool is our students are doing research projects in the degree program, so they're doing some interesting things as well. You mentioned the sound lounge a couple times. Can you describe what the sound lounge is? Yeah. Um, we've got a sound table, massage table, with just uh, transducers, which are like subwoofers, mounted on the bottom of the table, so the whole table vibrates. The sound lounge is basically the same, where we've got a metal plate in the middle of two, uh, two, uh, uh, two things of foam, and so... The speakers are mounted to the metal plate, so the whole lounge vibrates. And, and it's really it's really good for anything. Well, first of all, it's good for just getting you uh, to peace. If I've got anything emotional going on, uh, in 10 minutes it's completely gone. Not only gone emotionally, but gone physically out of my body because it's so powerful. And the music we have is really kind of off the charts. <laughs> it's really, there's something magical about the music we've come up with. Um, but also, it's really good for uh, anything neurological, especially good for any muscular things, but also neurological issues. I mean, uh, it's been really helpful for strokes even, um, for fibromyalgia, 
um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's it's good because not only are you getting the physical vibration in the body, but you're listening to binaural beats that are entraining your brain into a really coherent state as well. So you're getting both the physical and the mental, and which affects your emotions as well. Mm-hmm. Why don't we get into a little bit about the sound healing curriculum? that you've mm-hmm. brought into the schools there. I know you've that's been ongoing for maybe a couple of years now. Yeah. Oh my god, it's the most exciting for mm-hmm. me because I feel it's the way we can change the world the most is to help the children. So, uh, a couple of years ago we got a grant from this woman that owned a Montessori school. She's had as part of a foundation we got a grant for $100,000 to create a curriculum based on our curriculum at the Sound Dealing Institute. So we went to work and created over 2,000 exercises around sound, physics of sound, music, um, um, geometry, and self-expression, especially with the voice. And so we've got... Uh, exercises that are for three months old all the way up to 18 years at six different age levels based on the actual uh, brain development from the, the, the 50 top books in the field. And so every exercise is based on the, the latest science around brain development at different levels or different age groups right, for, for learning. And so um, it's, and we've got about 200 hours of videos with the kids. We've implemented, we've finished completely about 500 exercises and got a lot of it implemented. And it's profound to see how it's affecting them. The reason the woman who owns the Montessori school wanted to do it is she said she's had the school for 26 years and that in the last five years or seven years that the ADD is off the charts. And the reason everybody believes is screen time, mm-hmm. especially screen time. Yeah. Right? So that's her whole, her whole reason she funded this was to get the kids back in their body. Oh, my God. We've got them toning. We're actually toning on, on the kids that are the three-year-olds. Are the th- I'm sorry, the three-months-old. You know, so we're actually doing the vowels and the consonants and different emotions. And so then they, as they get older, we have them doing sound. Let me, let me put it this way. They, uh, the truth is we are born as professional <laughs> masters of sound healing. I mean, if a baby has an emotion that needs to be released, it's like, Wah! and they just let it go, right? We've got it down. And then around one, they say, quiet, shh. And around two, it's like, shh, they're noisy, right? And then you get in school, and it's like, no more sound. Or you go to work, it's like, what are you doing? You're making sound, shh. You're interrupting people, right? You're distracting people, right? So we lose this natural ability to release our own stuck emotions. So in this program, we're continuing the sound from the three months old and working with emotions and, and I mean, rhythms and, and consistent tones. And so they're getting in their body. They're going to peace every day, right? And so, and then when they get around nine, they start learning the physics of sound and vibration, not just sound, but the physics of vibration that I learned in my physics class, which governs everything, including light, color, geometry. It's all the same same physics of entrainment. So then they've been doing this for years experientially, and now they learn what they've been doing, and then they totally are, are releasing stuck emotions. They're learning the sound of compassion. They're learning the sound of love to be able to express, you know, a full range of emotions. It's funny, the school 
where we're doing this is an Asian school, and the the owner is a uh, from China, so she's really adamant about having the kids be able to express themselves freely. She says, for Asians in America, it's a little difficult because the Americans are so freely expressing emotions. And so, so now, once it's implemented, we're setting up the Sound Education Association to, to create guidelines for bringing it into public and private schools so that it will be in all schools. And we'll be lobbying. We're setting up a lobbying group to go to the government. We also we already went to the the uh, international Montessori conference in Prague a couple of years ago, and we all, we met with like the head trainer, and she just loved what we were doing. So I just got really excited that people are going to see that this is not about a music curriculum. This is not about being a good musician because that really scares a lot of kids. This is about health. This is about being in their body, about actually focus of attention. It's about physical health, mental health, emotional health, and even spiritual health, reconnection to the patterns that are in nature, both orally and physically, and as such as in geometry. So I just got this vision of a kid going through this program from three months old all the way up to 18 years. Oh, my God. What I've already seen, but, oh, my God, the full program, they will be so in their body and so connected to nature because they're working with the patterns. I mean, like the harmonic structure of sound is mathematical multiples, one times, two times, three times, four times, five times. That same mathematical pattern is in the distance between the planets. It's in the weight of the vertebrae in the back. It's in. It's throughout nature. It's in every atom. It's at. It's at the quantum level in string theory. So when you start learning, this is when you learn how the world works based on vibration. There is nothing more basic than vibration. Nothing. It's the most basic component of everything in the universe. Even numbers are vibrations. So when you learn how the universe works based on vibration, you can connect to nature better, but you can work in alignment with nature for healing, for business, for relationships. It's huge. It's really huge. I'm just, I'm just, I can't, I just feel so excited about it. And so, man, we've got like 30 schools and, and educators, we've got, they're just like, when is it ready, Dave? When yeah. is it ready? I want to finish it before we get it out there. So do, do you want to complete the, I think you said 2,000 exercises. Do you want to kind of see those to fruition? before other schools, or? Yeah, I'd like to, you know, finish the last 1,500. It's probably going to be about more like 2,500 when I get into it. Uh, I'd like to have them completed. We've got them completely designed, but uh, Montessori format is really detailed. Like, it's got every step-by-step so anybody could teach it. And with all of this, we're going to need teams of people. You know, I mean, a lot of them are going to be volunteers and interns and stuff from school. But you know, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of work in, in all of this. There's another thing that's really interesting as well. Um, I was in Mount Shasta just a few months ago, and I got a download to set up the Sound Medicine Association. Hmm. And you know, sound is in just about every major hospital across the country now. Yeah in the integrated therapy department. In in the Bay Area, it's in just about every hospital in the Bay Area as integrated therapy, though. And that means mostly sound baths, people playing crystal bowls, maybe singing or toning, and maybe doing tuning forks, possibly. But it's not gotten into the medical side. So my download was to set up the association to bring it into the medical side. And... It was really interesting because then a couple of weeks ago, this guy calls up and he says, 
my guides told me to call Dave Gibson. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I love San Francisco. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so, so then I said, well, what, what do they have to say? You know, what do they want? <laughs> and he said, well, they, they're saying that you're bringing sound into the medical field. I'm like, oh, God, this was too much before, right? And so, so he said, I'm a major programmer, and I also uh, am a web, web designer, and I'm here to help you. And he says, my guides are saying that sound will be completely embedded in hospitals as medical treatments within 10 years. And he said, the way it's going to happen is a lot to do with the technology that we already have, because the doctors are seeing how effective it is, that they're going to realize, oh my God, let's do research on other ways to use frequencies and sounds and music to actually work with very specific issues. So the thing, the first step of this that is really a huge step besides designing the treatments with the doctors is safety guidelines. I mean, when people are in the hospital, you know, you have to be really careful with vibration. You know, you really, I mean, you if someone's just after out of brain surgery, I mean, vibration's really powerful or any type of issue when people are really fragile. You know, when people are really fragile, they often can't handle much sound. So you've got to get, be very careful and very specific. So, but it's starting the whole field and getting the doctors involved because we've got so many doctors that have taken our program now and there's so many doctors that are into the integrative therapy but, and now want to start doing things more specific, especially with the Anthony Holland video where they're actually exploding cancer cells with, with, with frequency. So, so that's the, the next realm to, to really synchronize with hospitals and start doing very serious research pinning down what frequencies, what timbres, what musical intervals, what musical flows heal everything. It's the new medicine, right? It will become the new way because what's so great about it again, zero side effects. I mean, <laughs> medicine kills more people than it. I almost kills more people than it heals. It's a whole new world about to happen. It's really a whole new world. Not to mention just getting high and connecting to source. I mean, you know, I mean, maybe you don't need healing. Let's just really get into universal love and, and do, you know, do the sound of love. Right? I mean, really, that's the way you change the world more than any way, is to get more people resonating higher vibrations of, of, of you know, gratitude, compassion, love, joy, sound of your soul, and sound of source. Mm -hmm. And then, based on the law of physics, a strong vibration will overcome a weaker vibration and entrain the weaker into the stronger. If you get enough people resonating more coherent vibrations, it's going to entrain everybody on the planet into it. And soon, we'll have everybody in the zone all the time. Different psychics and, and spiritual leaders, and one says 2037. I mean, what if that's true? Every Oh my God, just imagine if that could even be true. So incredible. You wouldn't be able to go out of it. I would want to go downtown. Go town. I don't want to walk around downtown now. I would want to go downtown and walk around mm -hmm. <laughs> just to see more people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you kind of talked about a little bit um, what's in the works for you as far as all this stuff going on with the schools and then obviously sound medicine uh, a program that you're now talking about. What are you excited about this coming year? What's coming up at the, the Globe Institute that you're really looking forward to this year? Well, the next big thing is our conference, September 20th to the 23rd, in, uh, at this spectacular temple. And we've got some, some of the top speak, 
speakers and researchers and and uh, people in the field that will be speaking there. We've got a bunch of booths with technology, sound technologies, and natural instruments, and we've got concerts every night. It's it's our eighth conference, and it's really just profoundly fun, mm. right? And and really interesting because we've got scientists that are working at all different levels. We've already got a lot of people working in the medical field that are speaking this year, and also this woman who's a master of working with kids. Oh, I should tell you about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is really cool. There's Elizabeth Gramps who, who teaches online for us because uh, our classes are not only at the Institute here. We've got a full, our certificate and degree is completely online as well with live instructors. Elizabeth is the mm-hmm. master of the world for working with kids with sound. Mm. So in the uh, uh, business plans that, we're, that we put together for our funding, We've set up a business plan with Elizabeth, put together a whole plan for a school that will actually work with kids with different uh, challenges and learning disabilities. And so there will be actually a training of instructors there to work with specific disabilities because this is their specialty. And, but the idea is to have it be a research facility as well so that we can refine our exercises that we're doing in the Montessori school now such that the kids don't need to go to a separate facility to actually work with their disabilities. That the exercises, and already the exercises we're doing help with disabilities, but refine it even more so that there's no stigma where the kids with disabilities have to go to another school, right, and have them actually work with it in the actual school. So that's really cool as well. Um, other things we have coming up, we've got our summer intensive at the school, which is 10 days in June and 10 days in August for the whole certificate program. Um, 10 to 9.30 every day, perfect for people that live out of town. They can fly in. You can even stay at the school, although we don't have beds or showers. There's, there are, um, um, there's a gym nearby. And so that's coming up. We also have our Mount Shasta retreat uh, every year. This is it's July 13th and 14th and 15th. And uh, you know, I mean, God, we just get really high right next to a beautiful river, and then we go up on the mountain and get even higher on the third day because um, Mount Shasta is a sacred mountain. Mm-hmm. And so that's happening. Some of the other things coming up. Uh, there's one interesting thing. I uh, just found a, a guy that's really interested in sound chambers. Hmm. Uh, when I was in Egypt, I got a download to create a sound chamber that you can go and meditate in, kind of like the King's Chamber and the Great Pyramid. And actually, what I got was to design the sound chamber as the uh, build the King's Chamber, which is like, like um, um, has a certain resonance in it based on the distance between the walls and then have a dodecahedron around that, which is almost like a sphere, and then have an octahedron, which is like a four-sided pyramid up and a four-sided pyramid down around that. And I've gotten, uh, this psychic's got been giving me some really detailed information from these higher beings on how to build it. And so uh, I finally found a guy that's interested in actually building one. And they're saying you can't. We can't put more than 25 people in it, or it could explode. And but it will be like a really profound chamber for meditation that will take you out into really powerful energy um, and really connected to the whole universe. So I'm really excited about that in the next year. Um, otherwise, um, it's just whatever project comes through first, I mean, the funding, it looks like they'll have funding for the whole research foundation so we can actually move out into nature instead of being right in the city. Mm. I would love to be, you know, more in nature mm-hmm. and because I'm not liking the city as much so much anymore. Yeah. But, so that's, that's, those are the main things that are, that are coming up. Mm. Well, you have a lot going on. I know you also have a podcast and with all these things going on, what's the best way for people to find out 
what you're up to or reach out to you, whether it's your website or yeah. email? Well, um, our website is soundhealingcenter.com, and that goes to our four different divisions. We've got the school, the therapy center. We've got about 20 different treatments. that we, A lot of them we do online as well. We can find your home notes. We can also do voice analysis on you to see what's wrong with you. <laughs> and we do all types of... So the therapy center's got a lot of treatment. We also have the research foundation and uh, where there's a full range of science and, and clinical studies that are posted there and treatment plans for different issues as well and 300 student papers that are really cool. And then we've got this store as well. And you can get to where we've got all types of sound healing instruments, over 300 instruments in the, the store. And you can get to all of that at soundhealingcenter.com. Um, but also on our website, there's tons of information. I mean, we've got like, practically a book of information on the website to learn about all about sound healing, not to mention all the information in the Research Foundation that's very cool as well. Um, and then the radio show is every other Saturday on bbsradio.com, and it's at 5 o'clock um, not this Saturday, but a week from Saturday is the next one. And that's and I do like an hour show. And so that's, that's always a fun podcast. People can check out as well. Or you can also email me at david at soundhealingcenter.com or call me at 415-777-2486. Awesome. And I, I do appreciate you not only... Um, for all that you're doing, you know, all this, this work and exciting stuff, but you are accessible, you know, you, people can reach out to you and you're excited to talk about the work that you're doing, right? You're, you're extremely busy, but not too busy to remain interested and inspired and, um, communicate with other people. Uh, so I really appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything else that we've completely... Uh, breezed past or left out that you would want to leave us with? Well, you know, sometimes when you do interviews, it's just like this vibration. And it's really nice to actually do something that actually is sound. So this is really cool. What you could do is for everybody, one of the, there's the, one of the, the easiest things to do, especially if anybody's grieving over a loss, but also just because a lot of people don't love themselves enough, is send the sound of love to your own heart, right? So it's like this. If you want to join in, you can. And anybody that's listening can try it too. Any sound that comes up is perfect. It's Every sound is always perfect. What's even cooler is to send that sound to everybody on the planet, the sound of love. Thank you so much for for being you and and pursuing uh, everything that you do. Um, with how busy you are, I just I love how much energy you have and just the things that propel you and continue to blossom for you is is extremely exciting. So I, I appreciate you taking the time to to talk with us. 
My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sounds Heal Podcast. You can keep up to date by going to soundshealstudio.com, on Facebook, Sounds Heal Studio. You can listen to podcasts and new music on YouTube if you search for Natalie Brown Sounds Heal Studio. Be well and stay tuned.